0: Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature, those ever vexing riddles of human nature. On this episode, speaking of students of human nature, we review an episode of the classic sitcom, (laughs) Frazier. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom! Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Hi, Johnny! Happy Thanksgiving to you also.
0: Mm-hmm. How was your holiday?
1: Uh, it was very quiet, but it was everybody had full tummies, and we had all the fixins, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nice.
0: Who was there? How many people were at your Thanksgiving?
1: Well. Dad was there. Yeah. Merrick Merrick was here. He was very very mellow. Oh, was he? Did you see my eye wink?
0: And you had all the fixins. What about for dessert?
1: Well, that is where the the problem came in. Sarah usually goes to this wonderful bakery um in I think it's in her neighborhood. I'm not sure. Uh, she lives in Quincy, but it, it might not be. But it's from Boston. And she usually is responsible for the pies. And But this year she was up here, so she got pies from a local bakery.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And they, they were not what we're used to, I have to say. They were not what we are used to. They were
0: terrible, it sounds like.
1: Mm, They were.
0: And what kind of pies were they? I mean, don't name the shop, but yeah. No, I
1: will not. Pumpkin. It was a pumpkin maple, which had a very nice flavor. But the problem was that there was about a quarter inch of filling in the pie. Quarter inch? Maybe a little more than a quarter inch. But, I mean, it, it was... Not a good pie. And it then what, not...
0: like it out with meringue or, or? No. That's it.
1: It was, yes. So this is what happened. Later on that day, while I was on the Facebook, they put up a, a picture of the staff all standing outside the shop saying, Happy Thanksgiving something. And so I commented we just had the saddest pumpkin pie ever which one of you made it.
0: Oh
1: jeez, why did you do that? Because the pies are very expensive, I think, first of all. And honest to god, you could have gotten a better pie at the supermarket for for, you know, 6 bucks or whatever they go for. It was really, really a sad pumpkin pie. It really was. If that, if that's what you were waiting to top your meal off with, this would have sent you into deep depression. It was that bad. So somebody came on and said, this is a small business trying to keep it. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, I'm doing them a favor. I'm letting them know this instead of just saying, well, I'll never eat anything from there again. I let them know this pie was really inferior. And yeah. they can't, I didn't say that to her because I don't respond to that. You know, I'm not looking for a fight. Um, Necessi- well, all right. But, um, I wasn't looking for a fight in this, and she, you know, so yeah. anyway, boy, so you sometimes
0: come. manage to find a fight even when you're not looking for it. It's funny how that happens, isn't it, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead
1: well you all may think that's funny, but when you spend but when you spend a a, a good amount of money like seventeen dollars, you don't expect to get something of that. Sure. Caliber.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, against the um, consumer uh, remediation part of it, but you know, I'm not sure if their staff Thanksgiving photo was the ideal forum for this particular complaint. But well, uh, it
1: was a Thanksgiving pie, and I have I have messaged them before asking them why their why their sticky buns have a. A coating of hard, like pull your teeth out, sticky on the bottom, which a, a, a sticky bun should not have. It should just be juicy and syrupy and yummy. And theirs is cooked a certain way so that, and they never responded to me. So I wasn't going to go that way.
0: Again. Okay. Okay. Did they respond to you this time?
1: Yes, they did. They got in touch with me this morning. And said, uh, we're so sorry. Now, mind you, I didn't buy these pies. We're so sorry. Uh, what can we do to, you know, help? Do you want another pie or do you want a refund? So I messaged Marek and I said, they want to know, do we want a refund or another pie? And
0: what was your the- inclination? Because I so, would want to see if they could get it right.
1: Yes. And that is my inclination. Okay, yeah. I'm not looking to take anybody down over a Thanksgiving no, pie.
0: No, no. And you know, get your money back. What's the point in that?
1: But it was irritating. Yeah. Okay. S- so Sarah agreed, you know, get another pie. And I so I let them know, okay, get another pie. Uh, But Sarah doesn't want to go get it. And then Merrick says he doesn't want to go get it. So this whole thing is moot. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'll go get the damn pie.
0: Yeah, where is it, Andover?
1: I don't want to say.
0: Oh, okay, but it's like a 15-minute drive, right?
1: A 10-minute drive. 10-minute, yeah. So I <laughs> said, "I said, all right, well, the hell with you. I'll go get it myself. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I was go get my Thanksgiving pie. Oh,
0: geez, this is a cliffhanger. I thought we were gonna find out if the if they made a mistake. So on the next episode, you'll have to tell us was the second pie good? And then if By it was definite. and then if it's good, you can give the place a little plug, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But that was the uh pie. So I think maybe next year, maybe this is this is a thought. And what do you think about this? Everybody just gets their own can of ready whip. And we'll skip the pies.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been uh, an easy dessert for the kids. It's like blueberries and raspberries with just a dollop of whipped cream on top. It doesn't take much to get them excited, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, if I'm doing a little um, food shopping, I will pick up a can of whipped cream uh, just because it makes me the hero a couple nights. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did break out the whipped cream for... Um, The pie yesterday, I got the feeling that uh, my wife, Anna, and her father, uh, Mark, who uh, was in town and who bakes the uh, pies—Mark loves to make a pie—I Yes, got the feeling that they were a little insulted by my breaking out the whipped cream to put on top of this delicious strawberry pie that he made, but— It just enhances the pie. It was not meant as a commentary on the inadequacy of the pie by any stretch. Oh,
1: no. It's just meant to enhance.
0: Yeah. It's a nice, boy, that strawberry pie with just a little whipped cream on top. That hit the spot. Um, No complaints about this pie. I'll tell you what.
1: Yeah. I saw a picture of it. It was quite lovely.
0: And uh, no uh, chickens falling in the bottom of the oh, oven this this year. I know the tradition is over, but uh, we had a uh, smoke inhalation free Thanksgiving oh. this year. Yeah, um, the day before uh, Anna and Mark. Um, Because I often get grumpy, because um, when the Herakifex cook Thanksgiving dinner, it's, you know, we're lucky if we get to eat it on Thanksgiving. You know, they're just like, (laughs) they start late, they take forever. I'm sorry, I know they're going to listen to this, but it's the God's honest truth. So everyone
1: has their tradition, you know.
0: So the night before, um, in an effort to stave off my um, (laughs) hunger bad mood that uh, accompanies every Thanksgiving Anna said, Okay, what time should we have dinner tomorrow? And I'm thinking like, boy, I like to have Thanksgiving dinner you know, around one. Yep. Right? Just that's, like lunch that's time. When
1: basically. We do, yeah. Yeah.
0: We settled on two thirty to three. Um, and we ate at three forty five. Uh well, so that's... they came pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Close ish.
1: My problem is that I said to Merrick, come at one, and he said, all right, well, we'll come over at twelve, and we'll have some cheese and crackers. Well, as you know, we don't really do cheese and crackers because I am very poor at uh, estimating how long it takes to cook the turkey. So my meal is always early.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's always like kapow! Like here's everything, right? It's yes. not like in here. Yes. Yeah, there's no there's no cocktail hour. There's no cheese and crackers stage. No. It's just like, boom. Uh, I like it that way, you know, because no. I want to eat everything in sight. Let me tell you something, though, Mom. I um, I had second dinner, as uh, Anna called yeah. it last night. You know, I, I got hungry in the evening and went upstairs and made myself a plate of leftovers. It's almost better than the first dinner. Oh,
1: it's definitely better than the first.
0: <laughs> the flavors have been allowed to steep a little bit, and everything's hot coming out of the microwave. Yes, know, You get the food out. All the dishes have come out at different times. Everybody says their thanks, and everything's lukewarm by the time you get to actually eat it. Oh, but I had a nice hot Thanksgiving meal last night, and that (laughs) hit the spot.
1: We do our thanks afterwards now because for that reason.
0: Oh, Dad used to get white-knuckled waiting for our uh, table of 14 to get finished with uh, all uh, (laughs) their thanks, yeah.
1: I also have to say I... I feel like I made a fail on the jello mold this year as I went with lime. But when you add the pineapple, walnuts, cranberries, and did I say walnuts? Mm-hmm. And there's four oh, celery chopped up celery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out looking uh, army green. It looked, uh, it was. I couldn't even eat it. It was so ugly. And I love that salad. But uh, I don't... The <laughs> green, the green did not welcome the ingredients. Yeah, do the, the
0: crows shirt. like a jello mold?
1: Merrick likes uh, jello molds, whatever color it is. Oh, so, good,
0: good. What else is going on in your neck of the woods, Ma? Uh,
1: well, I did want to tell you this. T- two little s- quick stories. Uh, we had a painter coming to look at jenna's room because i would like to paint that room yellow and white now you know kind of do it over so maybe it would be a nice guest room and etc so last thursday the dad said the guy's coming at 5 30 and my car was at the garage so it needed to be picked up so we were sitting and waiting and waiting and you know, making little jokes. Oh, he has 10 minutes to get here. And 5.30 kind of comes and goes. And Dad gets on his computer and he says, all right, let's go. I said, let's go where? He said, let's go get the car. I said, well, what about the guy? He said, well, he's coming Tuesday. For some reason, Dad had it in his mind that he was coming Thursday. <laughs> so, we were, so anyway, Tuesday. He arrives. And
0: you dad, would have been sitting there a long time.
1: <laughs> Sweet Waiting
0: for too. Godot
1: practically. <laughs> yes. The guy comes, he's right on time. He's he's sent lots of updates. You know, I'm on my way. I'll be two and a half minutes late. or you know, whatever. So he arrives and dad says hello to him in the entranceway and then he says, uh and this is my wife Bonnie and this is Tom. And the guy says, uh, it's say Peter. Yeah. And Dad says, Oh, where did Tom come from? And as he comes up the steps on his jacket, he has his last name, which is Coughlin. <laughs>
0: uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Dan has put together Tom Coughlin. Yeah.
0: Who is a famous football coach for the <laughs> listeners who don't know.
1: But he's saying to himself, where did that come from? I don't know. I just think that was so funny that. <laughs> hey, I got this one. His name's Tom.
0: Wow, imagine if the real Tom Coughlin were really painting <laughs> that room.
1: Oh, uh, well, he would. Probably not be as chatty as this fellow was. What are you um, ta-
0: Oh, really? What did this fellow like to talk about?
1: Oh, bring it up, Hill. He was he had something to say about it. Yeah. Uh, so I went down and did something in the laundry room, but now here, here is a real story that I Wait. do. What, I, <laughs> what? So the alarm system guy came this week, not a regular guy, but.
0: Alarm system guy now. So we had the painter come and the alarm system. You've got tradesmen coming in and out constantly.
1: Yes. Now, the alarm system guy comes in. He's a pretty big guy. But about five (laughs) minutes after he gets here, he comes out. Now, this is, is, you know, I'm doing Thanksgiving prep and blah, blah, blah. So I've kind of given the bathroom the once-over with bleach and whatever. And he comes out and he says... Uh, could I use your restroom? And I thought, oh crap! Now, you know, I, he's going to go in there and, and make a poop, and so now I'm going to have to go in there and clean it all again, so that I feel safe in there. But I think
0: <laughs> safe he, from his poop.
1: Well, you know, I just feel odd about that. If I was <laughs> in a, if I, you know, I can go to the bathroom in the airport. Because I hover and I don't think too much about it, Mm. but in my own home, I don't want to put my butt. I just, is that really weird, do you think?
0: I think it's a little unusual, but it's, you know, it's your butt. I'm not going to judge.
1: Well, you could if you want to.
0: Hey, my son takes all his clothes off whenever he has to poo, and I cannot convince him to do otherwise. So I have seen stranger bathroom habits than that, uh, raising two little kids. So no, I think, whatever. So, uh, but but then what?
1: So, well, that's what I wanted to ask you is, you know, that oh. doesn't bother you if some guy comes in you know the heater guy comes in and he wants to use your bathroom you're fine and dandy with that
0: i I just wouldn't even give it a second thought i guess it just wouldn't occur to me to think about you know once that once he's on the other side of that door i'm not thinking about it at all honestly really yeah
1: because i'm thinking what if he's in there touching things and uh (laughs) You know, I don't know. I just feel very protective of my bathroom, I guess.
0: Well, think of put the shoe on the other foot, though, and think it like I always think, oh, what a drag it would be to have to go to the bathroom in other people's restrooms yeah. every day, you know? And yeah. I bet he's not touching a lot of stuff. I bet he just wants to get in and out. He's tired of other people's bathrooms.
1: Oh, please. Other people's bathrooms are fascinating. <laughs> I have seen your children entertain themselves oh my in God. my downstairs bathroom for an hour, yeah, but listen, but Johnny, listen to this can i just can I just sneak this into? yeah, my doctor left dartmouth Hitchcock, which is now called Dartmouth Health. my doctor left oh
0: poor Hitchcock, what happened to Hitchcock? I guess their money well, ran out, huh. <laughs>
1: You know, their money is running out now, I'll tell you, because the new, the new uh, person that runs all the, the show is spending the money like water. So I, I have a new doctor now, and um, I got a call last week saying I had to schedule a meet and greet with her. And I said, so you expect me to pay for an appointment just to meet and greet? Yes. And I said, well, I don't want to.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And she said, well, all right, you don't have to, but we won't schedule any appointments with her until you do. Now, what? Daddy, Yeah. Daddy had a telehealth with her, which is not the same as a meet and greet. At least it's an appointment, but he doesn't have to do a meet and greet. So I'm thinking something's pretty bad here. So the next day I message and I say, uh, because my appointment is in March, March 9th. Okay. Thank yeah. you very
0: much. Yeah, sounds about So right.
1: I said, well, what if something happens that I need a doctor before March? Well, you'll be able to see someone on her team. And I said, Well, I'm supposed to get my physical, my yearly physical in January. Well, if she has time in March, she'll give you one. And if not, we'll schedule it for another time. And that's it. Huh. But my thinking is too the doctor, re- I hope, reads her mail, even if someone answers for her. So they don't really give a crap about me.
0: So wait, the doctor has time for a meet and greet, but not time for a physical?
1: Well, she might have time, which really makes me feel well cared for. I can't tell you. <laughs>
0: yeah, she might have time. And what is the March appointment?
1: What What do you mean, March 9th?
0: Yeah, is that the is that the That's meet, the and, meet, and, meet greet? and
1: greet? So until then, I really I can only see her lackeys. I can't see her.
0: Meet and greet? I have yeah. never heard of this before in my life. And I would be beside myself, too. You know what the meet and greet is? Hi, I'm John. I'm 41 years old. I weigh, you know, this much. Yeah. I'm this tall. Like, that's all the meet and greet, <laughs> you know? And you talk about your, you know, your doctor asks you questions about your lifestyle, but I don't really need to greet the doctor. And doesn't the she doctor. read?
1: Can't, can't she just read my file? Can't <laughs> she take? five minutes and, and leap through that? And Maybe before, she did
0: read your file and it's like Elaine Bennis on Seinfeld, which I think we've Daddy talked said. about before. I yes. think you may have an Elaine Bennis situation yes. here, yeah.
1: Yes, Daddy says I do. Daddy says I definitely do. But <laughs> Problem patient. Yes, but I feel very justified in feeling pissed about that. I
0: am with you. I'm with you. I think that is so stupid. like what is
1: she gonna have is she gonna have cupcakes and tea and we're
0: well especially if they're saying oh we're not sure we're going to have time for these standard medical procedures you know but we have time for the meet and greet yeah let's socialize
1: yes Uh, but we're gonna get our 87 dollars out of you one way or another
0: yeah the fact that it's a paid appointment too is really wow
1: Really bad.
0: Um, What if you happen to walk by during dad's telehealth session and say, oh, hi. Oh, hi. I'm Bonnie Tatey. Nice to meet you. It's nice to be able to greet you today. Hello. Hello. And then you can just tell them, hey, I already met in Greta.
1: (laughs) Greta. I I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't understand what they're thinking is you know this seems like that somebody sat in a boardroom and say hmm how can we get some it's not my fault my doctor left now you're penalizing me essentially (laughs) to get it It's blackmail to get another doctor make an appointment well you know what i'll just see her lackeys all the time what the hell do i need her for
0: They hate when you call to make an appointment anyway. Oh, that's the worst. They always hate that. Oh, we got something four months from now. Oh, and if you're a new patient, oh, Oh, you're lucky if you can get an appointment within a year. Oh, they hate that. A new patient? Where did you come from? Go back to the sewers where you crawled out of, scum.
1: That's right. That's
0: basically how they treat you when you call for an an appointment, especially if it's a specialist. Forget it.
1: And... If you call and say, oh, you know, I have a really, really, really bad cold. I mean, like this was before COVID, but, you know, I have a really bad cough, and uh, they don't even want to see you.
0: Yeah, no, they don't.
1: So, anyway, I'm very upset about that. All right. and, I, and I hate her already. I haven't even met her. Yeah,
0: well, that's the last thing I was going to say. It kind of predisposes you against the doctor, which seems to be the uh, opposite effect you'd want from a quote-unquote, meet and greet. Let's meet and greet Fraser Crane. How about that, Mom?
1: All right.
0: This week, we're talking about Frazier. Frazier is the famous spinoff to Cheers that took snooty high-culture psychoanalyst <laughs> Fraser Crane, played by Kelsey Grammer, and transported him from Boston to a radio gig in Seattle. He's joined there by his even more foppish brother, Niles, his radio producer, Roz, his grizzled ex-cop father, Martin, and Martin's live-in physical therapist, Daphne. Oh, there's a dog, too.
1: There, uh, don't forget the dog.
0: <laughs> While the show became largely unwatchable in its later seasons, its early years are examples of the 20th century multi-camera sitcom form at its sharpest, with witty writing and hilarious yet relatable performances from the cast. For this podcast, Mom and I rewatched Season 3, Episode 16 of Frasier, entitled Look Before You Leap. <laughs> <laughs> In which Fraser embraces leap year by urging everyone around him to take a so-called leap and try something they've been afraid to do before. From this simple setup emerges one farcical disaster after another. Here's a clip.
1: Ten seconds, Dr.
0: Crane. That's it. That's it. I'm not doing the aria. What? You're backing out after you made all of us take those stupid leaps? You bet I am. It may be an unwise man who doesn't learn from his own mistakes, but it's an absolute idiot that doesn't learn from other people's. <laughs> you promised all your listeners. Oh, what's the difference? Who watches PBS?
1: <laughs> I will tell you who. Discerning, cultured viewers like yourselves. Hello, I'm Dr. Fraser Crane. And like yourselves, I care about quality programming such as foreign films, classical music, opera, which is why I intended to sing a rather challenging piece, an aria from Verdi's Rigoletto, but Who am I to ignore the the dozens of phone calls that have come in requesting my signature piece, rather charming little ditty, that I first
0: sang three years ago on Classic Western Movie Week? (laughs) So without further ado, I give you Buttons and bows from Paleface. Maestro, please. The full run of Frasier is available on (laughs) HELLING! Mom is the doctor in or out?
1: He's definitely in. He's definitely in. Um, as I as I said to you, uh, not for this particular episode, but if you watch uh, several episodes, uh, some of it has not come through the uh, ages very well, but it is. So hilarious and so relatable in in many ways that I do think it's a little gem still.
0: Oh, absolutely. Everything's a product of its time. But yeah, certainly the way it treats sexuality um, and the way it doesn't really address, although sometimes they touch on it, but it doesn't yeah. really address the obvious sexuality of um, Niles. Um, or, True. I mean, practically everybody on the show was gay. Yeah. Um, Bulldog, the sports, you know, the like shock jock sports guy um, was played (laughs) by Dan Butler, um, who is also gay. And on the show, he's this, you know, like raunchy um, woman chaser. So, yeah, there's that aspect of it. But it is, you know, I do think we all can be adults and watch something as a product of their of their time. And like you said, you don't really need too much like. You don't need to reserve too much of your mind space for, like, okay, different context, all that. It's still a fun and um, human and grown-up show, which is what I enjoy so much about. Yes,
1: I agree. I agree. This episode in particular was, was so funny to me because I think it was especially, as I say, relatable in that everybody tries something that maybe we've all dipped our toe in in some respect and been burnt as <laughs> as these people are. So it it's quite funny in that regard.
0: So um, you and I know this as the Buttons and Bows episode because <laughs> the sort of the frame for the whole thing is um, Fraser's telling everybody else to take a leap and he decides to put his money where his mouth is by instead of singing his traditional um, Buttons and Bows, which is, uh, what is that from? Uh, do you remember the Western? Paleface. Face. Pale pale face pale that's face. right, which he says. Um, he sings that every year on this PBS telethon that he co-hosts. <laughs> um, and this year he decides he's going to take a leap and sing this difficult opera aria. I almost hate to uh, pay off the joke, but it is, I think, <coughs> the funniest moment in all of Frasier. So we'll say, like, at the end, at the very last minute, the time comes for Frasier to sing his aria, and he's he... Um, just BS's about it and says, by popular demand, I have decided that instead of the aria from Rigoletto, I will sing Buttons and Bows. But because he hasn't practiced it at all this year, he can't remember the words. And Kelsey grammars um, hemming and Hawn through this already, I mean, the song is a great choice because it's already funny, right? Just the, the title alone is funny, and they must say right. Buttons and Bows a hundred times, and it just, like, the build-up to this, you know? Um, this The this, this song is funny on its own, but uh, you know, by the end, is like going rats and frats and Buttons and Bows. <laughs> Don't bury me with the plumping pee sounding la-la-la Let's all go to our Paco show and howler, such an you like waiting and
1: <laughs> and he's turning around he's dancing and wiggling his hips and turning around so that he can mumble behind the microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right the spinning around um, i think Kelsey Grammer is at the top of his game in this scene because even before he starts singing i cracked up at the moment where um unbeknown to Frazier, they're about to come back on the air. Oh, I
1: was going to say this part. He's
0: arguing with Roz that says, oh, who the hell watches PBS anyway? <laughs> <laughs> he sees the light on the camera and he says, I'll tell you who. And the pivot from rage to smooth broadcasting personality is something oh. that I think few people other than Kelsey Grammer could pull off in such humorous manner.
1: It's so perfect because he's so pompous and 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 you know he's chick- <laughs> he's he's chickening out on his on his promise to everyone that he's he too is going to take the leap and then he doesn't and even that explodes in his face so it's 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 just a priceless moment.
0: It's a very simple half hour and it's a you know, a lot of these are really, you know, it's a farcical show, and a lot of them are really set up as a farce, where, you know, you know, we know the characters by now, which is a big advantage that a serial TV right. show has. So really, they just, you know, they very efficiently set up this premise. It totally fits with the character, Pompous Frazier, telling everyone else how to live their lives uh, while he <laughs> messes up his own. Um, but... Everybody hits their marks. Everybody hits the rhythm of their jokes. You know, like I said, I just think that this is, you know, and James Burroughs directed so many of these. I don't know if he directed this one. I would suspect that he did. I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. He he directed this one. James Burroughs, just, you know, Frazier, Will and Grace, a lot of those 80s and 90s NBC sitcoms and on other networks, um, James Burroughs directed these multi-camera setups, and man, he was so good. Like, the shows that he directed just have that snap um, yeah. to them that is really enjoyable to watch you know the funny thing is you know I wouldn't watch a multi-camera sitcom now if you paid me you know like a new one like if it's a standard old sitcom I'm not that interested uh, yeah in it. but when the form was at its peak I still can watch those that's for sure
1: that's interesting that you said that that made me stop and think yeah I mean I think I think there's those situations were uh, such clever casting and writing. And the camera work is part of it. It's like a, it's it's a character, not a character, but because it isn't invasive, but uh, it's so key.
0: It's true. And they, you know, they often use the frame very creatively to set up a a reveal there's really expert understanding of the stage space and the screen space and how those two um, can how to play with those uh, two things
1: right right you know they can show a scene of fraser and niles his brother over by the uh table the, the dining table and then pull back so much, and maybe Eddie's in it, and he's the one that gets the laugh. The dog is the one that gets the <laughs> laugh from his reaction. Um, things like that that are that still are unexpected.
0: You mentioned the dog. It made me remember that um, you know, Anna and I have been watching Frazier uh, in the evenings, sort of before bed, to wind down many nights. So the next day, if one of the kids wants to watch one of their cartoons or something, when you turn the TV on, the screen it tends to be on the <laughs> Frasier screen. Yeah. And I always threatened the kids, oh, oh, we're going to watch Frasier tonight, huh? Oh, yeah, let's watch Frasier. They always, no, <laughs> no, they can tell it's a show for grown-ups. Um, but, you know, I thought one night, well, what if they did watch it? I, I said to Anna, they wouldn't get anything out of it. It's all grown-up stuff. And she said, well, there is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, now I understand a little better why that dog was in there because so much of the comedy is wordplay, double entendre, um grown-up themes, not adult, quote unquote, right? right. But you know, grown-up right. themes, um <clears throat> and yeah, if there's some kids in the room, you can pique their attention and keep them, you know, somewhat happy by the fact that the dog shows up every once in a while. So, um, as a parent, I have come to understand how mass media producers hit different generations with the yes. same with this cuz I think the dog, I just why is this dog even here uh, and the um, what is his name Eddie? You know Eddie is less plays less of a role as the um, seasons march on. They don't lean on him too much as a crutch, but he definitely yeah. has one or two moments in most episodes. And I'm always like, oh god, do we have to talk about the stupid dog? But well, I understand better why he's there now.
1: And again, he does play a character. You know, one there's one episode where where Fraser has I think three nights in a row he has a date with a different woman. And they all go kaputty, and every night Eddie gets to eat the orders <laughs> that are That's that are on the table. And but he hey. waits, he waits for Fraser. And so uh, they share the limelight. And the last night, Fraser just says, "Oh, go ahead."
0: <laughs> there are sometimes funny moments with the dog, as much as I think he's super superfluous. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because he because pro- he annoys Frazier, and anything yes. that annoys Frazier is funny.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, it is entitled "Look Before You Leap." It is season three, episode sixteen. Now, th- this the series is on Hulu right now. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. It is also on Paramount Plus. Uh, I understand. I don't subscribe to Paramount Plus right now, so I can't. I guess I could look it up but it's probably on Paramount Plus. They are uh working on a new Fraser series. Did you know that,
1: Mom? With who?
0: With Kelsey.
1: Oh, but, get out.
0: But not the others. Um yeah, it's a reboot uh of Fraser, not a reboot really, but a continuation of Fraser. And apparently, it's going to come out next year. David Hyde Pierce is not participating. Um, John Mahoney, uh, may he rest in peace, I assume, is not participating as well. Um, I don't know about the others.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it could it, it could lend itself in other ways. I see. So I, I have know that we...
0: zero hope.
1: Oh, really?
0: I have zero hope for the reboot. Yeah, you can't you can't capture the magic again. The show was so terrible toward the end. You remember, right? Like Niles and Daphne move in and the writing just really gets very silly. And the characters, as often happens on series that last too long, um, the characters just become caricatures of themselves. I remember um, John Mahoney's character, Martin, just became very cartoony and dumb and um, yeah. But those early years are excellent. And I'm talking like five or six years of quality, you know, maybe getting a little patchy at times, but yeah. quality.
1: Real quality, yes. I think yes. so.
0: And I don't—yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to recapture that. Why would we think that they could?
1: I don't know. I always feel very hopeful about those things, and, and then I'm wildly disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do have that hope always. I don't know. That's funny. Uh I guess I feel discouraged when you say you don't have any hope because I'm willing to hold that until the bad news comes in. Oh,
0: as well you should. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm full of shit. Who knows?
1: I would never say that.
0: Well, it's the truth. And any honest person will admit it. All right. Not just about me. I mean, I just think every, every critic should admit they are human. Mom, what is your grade for Look Before You Leap, aka the Buttons and Bows episode of <laughs> Frasier?
1: This is a plus. This a is just plus. A plus,
0: yeah. yeah. Hit the clangs and whoops for buttons no, and bows. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Mom, do you have a recommendation this week?
1: I do have a book. It's like two two books in one, but it's called The Swimmers. Oh shoot. Who's the author?
0: Julie Otska is what I have here.
1: Julie Otska. A group of swimmers that meets in the basement of a something, a hotel or something like that. And there's a crack in the pool. And as it evolves, everybody's situation changes and their thoughts change. And they are finally evicted from this place. And it then takes you on a journey with an older woman uh, towards the end of her life. It is Very well written, so heartbreakingly written, and it's a very mindful story to read. uh, That while we're in our heyday, you know, we we look at life a certain way, but there's people that are going through this other phase of their life. And I think it's a very um, telling thing that, that lets us know how important we are in another phase of our lives
0: Mm. wow great endorsement mom um that's the swimmers by julie otska um consult your local library that'll do it for this week of pop mom mom and i will be back soon to talk about more uh what should we talk about though mom Mm,
1: something interesting
0: i'll make a note of it something interesting thanks for listening If you enjoy the show, don't forget to tell your friends. Tell your friends that we are back for another season of Pop Mom. We love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Oh, before we go, Mom, you know, uh, we had a couple loyal listeners uh, this week email in and ask for your Chex Mix recipe. I hate to put you on the spot, but can you reel that off right now or do you need to prepare it?
1: Uh, I'd have to go get it.
0: Okay, well, we'll do that next week then. All right, so have that ready. If you're looking for the Chex Mix recipe, again, we have given it in the past, and one of the emailers um, said, could you just at least tell me the episode it was on? We're going to get it (laughs) right, because we have made mistakes in the past. I think one time you left out the butter, which is a pretty crucial.
1: Never. Oh, never. I'll I'll read it right out of the book next week. Okay.
0: Okay, so tune in next week for a reprise of Mom's famous Chex Mix recipe. I understand I have a batch on the way here in Chicago, is that right?
1: Maybe it'll get there today.
0: Oh, I hope so. Until next time, we love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Uh, I love you, too.